0: Where's my koala? Because nice. she's Australian.
1: Oh, that's oh, right. right. She's an Australian blue healer. That's right. Correct, Justin. You are correct about your own dog. Bing, 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 You win the trivia. I win the trivia. about your dog? What
0: is your dog?
2: <laughs> she's like, can I have it back then? <laughs> <laughs> I, right. took <laughs> <laughs> I took my dog. I took my
0: koala.
1: Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap, I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we have a return guest, an all-star, you might say. This is Ooh. one of probably the top five guests we've ever had on here. I agreed. Really? From, from way back on episode 15. If she's
0: been on twice, does that make her top 10 now? Sure. If she's in the top five initially? Yes. Or is it top two and a half?
1: All right, you're going to be doing math and that's it's going to be <laughs> your
0: own your own
1: demise. I gotta get a calculator out, hold on. All right.
2: Or maybe that just also makes me two of the favorite top five, right?
0: Ah, so you're two-fifths of our best guests.
2: Right.
1: I like it. That makes sense. (laughs) That doesn't make sense at all. (laughs) Guys, uh, please welcome Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. Hey. Thank
2: you, thank you. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. I'm so to be back.
1: Yes. So, for those of you who maybe were too dumb to listen to uh, the first episode with Sydney. Which isn't anyone that listens
0: to this podcast.
1: They're all right. They're all all on the... I don't know what I got. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I was like, they're all on the point. They're all on the oh, money. They're on the point. Uh, Sydney is stand-up comedian. Yes, excellent. Yes. And you're also a teacher now yeah. at Second City. What's that like?
2: It's awesome. Yeah? It's really weird because only about two of my old instructors remember me, and I remember <laughs> them very clearly. Um, like, old people that have taught me in the past will just, like, wave at me in the hallway and, not, like, not even realize I was in their class 10 years ago. Nice. Um, but, I mean, why would they? Uh, yeah, no, it's really, really neat. Um, it's super-duper interesting just to see the combination of people that come through to take classes there, because you kind of just assume people who take classes there also want to do what you do, when sometimes that's not necessarily the case. Like, some people just want to be better public speakers or better writers, or they have all these different reasons for coming, and... They just happen to pick your class.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah,
2: and it's it's also really neat when you find out people like moved for the summer to take your class. Like,
1: that's really cool. There's a
2: couple of people in my class where in the beginning, you know, I just had a little intro. When people are like, "No, I literally accepted an internship here, so I could take your class." Like, stand up, yeah. And you're like, "No pressure, damn." <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and then you think you just rolled out of bed taking an afternoon nap, and we're like, oh, "I got to be there in 15 minutes."
0: Right. And they're just like, "How oh, your life is amazing." Yeah. You're like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." Sure. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: So I mean, nobody's like was like I want to take Sydney Davis's class. They're mm-hmm. like I wanted to take Stand Up One you Hundred One. Know, still, <laughs> so
1: that's like that. that's really cool. So yeah. And so that's
0: what you're teaching is is stand up yes. specifically.
2: Mm-hmm. So I teach Stand Up One Hundred One now, and then I just got slated for next semester to teach stand up for individuals with anxiety. Oh, oh that's
0: awesome. really cool. Yeah,
2: so I'm actually really excited about that. That's so really cool.
0: What can someone take in the class? Like what and not not going through the whole class in the mm-hmm. podcast, but like sure. what can they expect? Like well, how, what what do you take them through?
2: Right. So on the very first day, I basically tell people there's no wrong or right way to do stand-up. So if somebody's already told you you're bad at it or you're doing it wrong, that's like just incorrect. Um, it's basically a speaking and a writing class okay. because while comedy is super-duper subjective and there's really no right or wrong way to do it, there is a right way to formulate material and there is a right way to speak and to present yourself on stage and there's a right way to – say take one idea and formulate it in a way that it just lands a little bit better mm-hmm. um so like an example that my teacher used when i took this class in high school was he said you know um the uh, how did he put it he said the the universe is always expanding so why can i never find a parking spot you know and you're like oh, okay like i get that idea but then he said i can never find a parking spot but the universe is always expanding It's like the first one was just funnier, even though exact same idea, same words, but there's a way to formulate it that it just sounds better. It rolls better. So that's basically what it is, is figuring out what each person's style is, um, what subject matter they are basically going to use for their gold mine. Like, what is it about their life that is unique that they can talk about that won't make them just like everybody else? Um, Because I don't want people to have five minutes of regular material about, like, work or whatever. I want them to have something specific that's unique that people will remember that they can take to open mics and they're going to be the only person that has it. I fucking love that. So. I might have to
1: take this class. Hell yeah. I hate I, I like hate the idea of doing stand up but I'm I'm, really? I'm very intrigued. I've nice. been
0: trying to put together 5 minutes since junior year of high school. <laughs> I can
2: tell you as the fact that I don't know if your listeners know we all went through the improv um A through E program. Yes, together. we
0: go we go way back.
2: Improv yes, the is way harder. Really? Yes, I look bullshit. Back, I know I look wait, back. Wait, wait, on wait, wait! I didn't understand.
1: You're saying A through E's harder? Yes, bullshit. I, I look back <laughs>
2: on what we did, and I could not do it now. What you? Totally I'm, could. I'm telling you the truth. I look back, and I'm like, we literally got on stage, and we had no idea what we were going to say. Like, are like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, nowadays I write everything on my hand, and then I just like have a conversation, and if it goes well, it goes well, and if it doesn't, I just wave, and I never have to see those people again. Right. But when I when I look back, and I'm like. You know, that ensemble depended on each one of us. Yeah. And, like, they depended on me to not be hungover, to be on time, to be ready to rehearse, to be dressed. Mm-hmm. To pro- like, I don't know. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Well, that's the
0: funny, like, thing that you always hear stand-ups and uh, uh, improv people talk about. Like, I've heard Chris Hardwick talk about it many times with improv people he's had on a show. And Tina Fey, conversely, has talked about mm-hmm. it uh, from the improv perspective, is that they don't understand how the other side can do it. Yeah. yeah. Like Hardwick has yeah. always said, he's like, I could not go up there and like, I would be so concerned about letting everyone else down on stage that right. if I fuck up... It's just on me. Right. I have to deal with me. That's fine. I can deal with That's my own. That's what I say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
2: I'm like, you know what? If I get up and I screw up, I can blame nobody but myself. But if we get up and we're doing fine until I get up, <laughs> like everyone's going to notice. They're going right. to be like, man, we were doing great till Sid showed up. You
1: know. <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'm like, wow, I'm the only one who's responsible for my failure, and that sucks. <laughs> Whereas if I'm dying out there, someone can save me.
2: It's so much easier for me to forgive myself for screwing mm. myself over than it would be for me to forgive myself solve for screwing you guys over.
1: True. I mean... But the success also is like the highs are higher and the lows are lower when stand-up as right. far as like improv I feel like kind of cuts through all that and I'm, it's, it compresses it if you will it? it's, it's <laughs> like the compressor I'm very it. happy that our
0: pre-recording <laughs> conversation you were able to pull that back yes <laughs> Doug's going to be using compression in all of his conversations <laughs> moving forward gonna,
1: and also I think what's just awesome about improv is when everyone as a group has that amazing yeah. moment it's hard to get to consistently Right. because yeah. that's someone? thing too about stand-up is you can kind of hone it and right. sort of find that sort of that that rhythm and be right. like this won't land every time right. it won't hit everybody but it's going to hit most people and it's right. going to be good with them probably like fuck i don't know
2: yeah well <laughs> what i like about stand-up is if i tell a joke that usually lands and it doesn't land i just tell the audience like Well, I'm going to sleep great knowing I told that joke tonight. Like, you guys can think what you want, but I thought that was hilarious. You know, and usually they'll laugh at that. You know, you're like, "Mm, not into it. That's too bad. I'm super into that joke.
3: Yeah.
0: The thing that I do like about improv or about uh, stand-up is that you can – it does kind of uh, facilitate more of a conversation with the audience. Whereas with improv, there is this kind of wall – you can interact with the audience, but there's a wall – where there's the performance, right. and then there's the audience, and with stand-up, you like that wall just gets torn. Yeah, because you're
1: definitely trying to reach, and I think both forms you're trying to reach the audience, but I feel like it's definitely more with stand-up, <clears throat> right, than yeah. it was. Well, because you can always, I mean, you it's can more say, interpersonal with stand-up. I feel like stand-up. I could argue that they're both art forms, and they are, but I feel sure. like improv is really more artistic because it's like that stage performance mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Yeah, you know, not that. Stand up isn't, but I think they're just just kind of different aspects of it. Stand up,
2: for sure. And I think one reason why I'm drawn to stand up a little bit more is because of my background as a debater. So I'm so used to like standing up in front of people and basically just telling them something and trying my hardest to sound like it's true and like convincing them of such. So yeah, I don't know. I'm so glad. I tell people all the time, I'm so glad that I started out in improv and ended up in stand up because to try and reverse that. Because stand-up makes you such an independent, um, like, you don't rehearse. You don't worry about other people. There's nobody else involved in your career. You even promote yourself. Like, there's zero anything. So to go from a, a group ensemble and then kind of filter your way into an individual career is so much easier than trying to take someone who has been nothing but their own boss for so long and trying to force them to like get along with people and know what those people are thinking and work with those people and promote those people. Right. So, Weren't you?
0: Were, you were doing stand-up, though, around the time you were yeah, doing improv, too, right? Yeah. I, was, was stand-up was your first love, right?
2: Right. So, so actually, improv first. I, oh, really? Yeah. So I moved to Chicago when I was in 11th grade to take improv because I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live, you know, as we <laughs> all do. Naturally. Right. Um, and they had a class, their very first stand-up class for people. Um, I think it was in general, but it may have been for people under the age of 18. Nice. And they didn't have enough people join. So they literally called my mom and were like, OK, she starts stand-up on Thursday. Bye. <laughs> and I was really upset about it because i just knew improv was my destiny um, <laughs> and then I, so from then on i basically took them consecutively until i graduated from the improv program and i just didn't really follow up with gotcha. improv after that
1: nice gotcha
0: what uh so how would you describe your style then
2: um i'm a very storytelling style um mostly community. stories yeah so i i'm one of those people where i'll tell you 10 minutes that are all the same story but there will be 10 punchlines in there oh kind nice of thing. um I, I do a lot of storytelling shows here in the city as well. Okay. So mine is very memoir style. Here's my life. Here's the characters in my life. Here's what happened to me today. Here's what my most recent breakup was about. That sort of thing. Um it, it's kind of like letting people in on what my life is like, yeah. whether they want to be in on it or not. It's like, hey guys, this happened. We're all friends here, uh, so get like buckle up. Uh, so that's I'm definitely like a long form style where all of my material is going to be based on just very autobiographical yeah. type.
1: I feel like those are some of my favorite comedians. Mine too. Um, like, um, Tom Segura is right. one of my favorites, and then uh, recently. Um, Al Madrigal had a special called Shrimp and Ain't Easy <laughs> and his last twenty two minutes is one story. Right, exactly. Seriously. It's an incredible story. Right. Wow. It's yeah. so good. And it's a story that he's told on podcasts in the past. So when I knew when I heard this special came out, I was like, I, I want to hear him tell yeah. the story again in a yeah, stand because exactly. like, it's so fucking good.
2: Yeah, what I want people to do is when they leave a show to feel like they learned about me um like there's a lot of people who do just different bits on different things like I went home with this girl on tinder or whatever and it's hilarious and it's relatable but I want people to feel like they actually got to know me a little bit Mm -hmm. like oh like either they're really glad they're not me they relate to what I've been through or even if all they leave with is just like a little bit of information yeah um yeah, that's just my overall goal. Is I, I never want it to seem like the stand-up is doing you a favor by being there. Yeah. I want it to seem like... Like, we were brought there by the audience, and we're grateful to be there because of the audience. And if it weren't for the audience, we wouldn't be there. I like that. Yeah. A lot of other comedians kind of take the other approach where it's like, well, y'all paid to see me, so get ready. With me, it's like, oh, thank God. (laughs) You guys like, you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If you guys weren't here. here, Yeah. yeah, Like, I wanted to seem like the kind of conversation I'd be having at a party if there weren't like an audience. Yeah. I'd be having like a a house party.
0: I like that. that. Yeah. That's kind of, it's a similar mentality is of, of this podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. It's basically just yeah, the hey. conversation you'd have if you were just hanging out with some right. friends. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. That's I,
1: the goal. Yeah.
2: I feel like we would have the same conversation at that Starbucks at Second City kind of oh, thing. Oh, absolutely.
1: Right, exactly. 100%. Yeah. So now when you're uh, going and doing shows, I'm yeah. assuming there's other female comics and stuff. Yeah.
2: Um, sometimes there's more than others. Like a lot of times I'm the only one. Sometimes I'm one of many.
0: Sure. When you're... when you're he's, when, he's, Hold on. Let me... What? I'm just gonna set up the uh, the hook here, because okay. yeah, you're
1: you're fishing here. You're you're, bait- no, you're baiting no, something. Not at all. Not at all. I know where this is going. So when when you go in and you hear these shows, do you close your eyes and hear these other female comics and be like, man, they all just sound the same. It's just <laughs> vagina jokes, and you know it's all. Did you see like...
2: my Facebook post? About I, may it, it. Maybe just,
1: I maybe maybe just a I little. I may have. I may have. Uh... <laughs> I may have seen that. That that's oh. that was the other thing I wanted to get into as well. I was like, oh as soon as you said that, I'm God. like, oh, that was that's
2: my topic. I Australia. saw you kind of
1: look at me, and I was like, I think he when knows you, where you I'm said going that, I was
2: like, okay, he's not like that. So maybe like, <laughs> <I was> like <laughs>
1: for <laughs> everyone who doesn't know, so, um, yeah, yeah. Eliza Schlesinger, is that Schlesinger, Schlesinger yeah. uh, uh, a, a comic, uh, made some pretty uh, yeah pretty shitty comments in an in an interview about yeah. a month ago, so, and Sydney got all all up a, up upper upper butt
2: about I it. I did. So give
0: us. The the the, um, TLDR, too long didn't read, version of it.
2: Sure. So she does this interview where they're asking her basically what it's like to be a female comedian. And she's like, oh, it's great, whatever, blah, blah, blah. About halfway through the interview, she just starts the bus that all the other female comedians get thrown under. She starts talking about how all female comedians talk about their vaginas and, like, dirty sex and going to the club. And she actually has, like, World War II jokes Oh man, um, I, f- I feel like
0: I've heard her tell vagina jokes see- though.
2: Oh my god! Like, like she has I've an entire set. she has an entire set about women in the club borrowing each other's clothes. Like,
0: I don't feel like you can get more stereotypical, right? Than that. Like, and
2: and the whole time she's like doing this like. Sheep bah noise yeah. Like that's like What women sound like <laughs> Whatever That's totally fine Comedy yeah. is subjective yeah. if, you, if you're a woman And you want to do Anti-woman comedy That's totally fine But don't also Claim you're a feminist And post all over the place About what a feminist you are And then Like so she It's weird So she does Anti-women comedy Which is fine And then she claims To be a feminist And we're all like mm, that's like a little weird because you said we bought like sheep but whatever you can do whatever you want then she does an interview where she seriously talks about how all female comedians sound the same she's the only original female comic on the scene Mm. Um, and she's not trying to be funny you know people might be like well you just said comedians can say whatever they want and be funny like no like she's not being funny she's being dead serious about how she's the only one of her kind she's the only original one and it just gets worse from there and in my mind I can immediately immediately think of six seven eight nine ten different women that i personally know on the scene that are so incredibly unique Mm. that they often get put on lineups together because they're so different Mm -hmm. like instead of oh here's five women if you like vaginas come watch them talk it's like you can have all of these women on a lineup that may be the quote of the podcast right there But you can have all these people on the lineup together and people probably wouldn't even notice they were all women because they would have such a good time just like as they should. Right. So, man, it just got me heated because, you know, there's that whole I've literally had people say to my face, like, you know, I just don't like female comedy. I mean, you get it. You know what you guys are like. Wow, And I'm like, mm, Ooh. yeah, and f- and they just <laughs> say that, <laughs> that to me, mean? like, it's usually people I know, so I guess they think, like, oh, I can be honest with her, like, whatever, yeah. but you've never, you've never hear people be like, I just, I don't like comics with beards. Right. I just don't. Right. I've never heard all of them, but I'm not interested. When I see a beard, I change the channel. Because that wouldn't make sense, right? right? They just think? talk you...
1: about chopping down
2: trees yep. and, you know, they craft mean, beer. This is probably going to be a
1: dumb question. What do you think that stems from? Like, the idea that people are like, nah, I don't like women comics.
2: Um, I think because when you hear a guy rant, it's funny. When you hear a woman rant, it's bitchy. Uh,
1: yes, that sort it's of thing. It's more rooted
0: in, like, a social right. Like stereotype. Right. Social stereotype. Oh, here comes yeah. an angry female. She yeah. must be on her
1: period, like, yeah. sort of thing. Sure. And okay. if
2: people say that, that doesn't bother me. It's sad, it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate, but people are allowed to think what they want to think. But when someone who has seen firsthand what It takes to make it to a certain level as a female comedian um, and the stereotypes you have to fight and (laughs) the the amount of times you have to submit your same material over and over and over again and perfect it to get the same status as somebody with like half the resume as you. And then to go on, like, a public platform and tear everyone down and basically tell all the haters, like, yeah, you're right. They suck. They're all the same. That's what made me upset. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we have a hard enough time. We don't need our peers agreeing, you know. (laughs) Right, right. So, and and I'm not even one of those anti-man whatever, whatever. I've seen so many funny dudes. And they're legitimately funny. And they get cast down because they're white men with beards i've seen them lose spots because people are like oh what like another cis white man let me guess Mm -hmm. you got jokes like you look just like all the other white men so it it goes both (laughs) ways it it really goes both ways and i feel like it would be offensive if a guy said you know every time i see a dude with a beard and a beanie i just want to like vomit because they're just the worst and they're awful and they're not talented i mean i wouldn't be that mad about it because there's not like a big a stigma against hiring right. men in beanies, but it would make just as little sense. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um. So that was the main problem I had was I was just like, dude, we have it hard enough. Like, you, we don't need you coming out and being like, oh yeah, I agree. They suck. Yeah. Take it from me. Also, buy my album. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So I tweeted her, and I was like, man, you know. And I was nice. I, I was just like, dude, you had an opportunity to use your platform to build people up, um, and you didn't. I hope it feels good and she responded she was like I hope you feel like a better feminist for using the word platform and Mm -hmm. I was like I don't feel like a better feminist, but I feel like a better person, like in general, just like well, I love it too because
1: she also posted like, yeah, I hire female writers and female this, and you're like, oh, by the way, thanks for giving me your resume.
2: Yeah, yeah, and she said, yeah, yeah, uh, sure. yeah. she was like, um, I hope you feel like a better feminist for using the word platform. Also, um, she said something like, building women up isn't doing like a net, an hour long Netflix special and appearing on whatever late night TV, which totally irrelevant. Like, how is you doing a Netflix special supposed to build me up? Like, oh, I like this little redhead girl because once upon time a blonde woman with a ponytail did an hour long shit on Netflix (laughs) about how women sound like sheep so oh god like no like okay you made money how's that gonna help me and so I was just like no but thanks for sending me your resume like (laughs) I'll I'll be be sure to turn that in. Wow you've done so much cool stuff thank you. Yeah yeah, Yeah. like thank you for using the platform yet again to talk about yourself (laughs) like I literally opened the door for you to defend yourself and instead you're just listing off accomplishments that nobody gives a fuck (laughs) about
1: Yeah, it's so funny because I didn't know who this woman was until oh, this no. happened. I'm like, I don't know who you are. I have no and now, beef with her. And now I have no interest in listening to her right. at all. I, I
2: was, like, happy for her because she was rising in the ranks and she was, you know, whatever – she was doing her thing, minding my own business. I had no beef with her whatsoever. And then I saw something on Twitter about it. And I was like, oh, Twitter got heated again. Surprise. But then I read it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. But then I read it and I just was so mad.
0: Well, she used to do this thing on, I think it was Revision 3, called Weekly, The Weekly News. Mm-hmm. And it was W. E a k l y okay. weekly news, and it was basically her during doing a, kind of a pseudo daily show type thing. Okay, um, but it was internet based, and at the time, this was just before Assignment Desk, so okay. this was like 2011, okay, or something. So, like the internet shows were still kind of in their like super infancy and i distinctly remember like a lot of the stuff that's a lot of the 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 thumbnails were were clickbait cuz like it was her in a bikini oh. her pushing her tits up her yeah. showing her like flashing from a skirt flashing her butt like yeah. and it was all like very sophomoric, very like bathroom humor right? like when you watched it some of it was was clever jokes right. but some of it was flat out like I think there was one where they got drunk on set and like it was like it was just very yeah
2: it's like if you don't find me funny at least you like my rack
0: right exactly yeah and I've, I I don't like that and and so like that seems very and again I'm not saying that people can't make mistakes and then right. turn it around right. but to call that out it seems right. very hypocritical
2: right and if she if someone wants to do that like if someone wants to be like the comedian in the bikini. Whatever. Like if they make money doing that, that's their deal. But then to come out and be like, Oh, I'm the only original one when actually I was half naked to get where I am. Like Right.
1: Well that's yeah, that's that's what gets me is and I'm not I'm not this like, you know, white knight social justice warrior, but I'm just like, look, don't Don't sell yourself short. Oh, thanks, man. (laughs) Um, you know, I don't I just I can't stand that hypocrisy with that sort of stuff. And just to be like it'd be one thing if she's like, Hey look, we gotta start somewhere. Right. You gotta find your voice, whatever right. that right. is, good for you. And I'm hoping that all these women out there find their voice. And for those of you who have right on, right, keep going. Like right. that's right. one thing. But to be like, I go in there and I close my eyes and they all sound the same. Yeah. It's like, all right,
2: are you deaf? <laughs> like, do you need your ears checked? Or you're and, not
0: going to the right open mics then? Right. Like you're not yeah. giving you're not giving yourself right.
2: enough
1: variety. Right. Yeah. Stop. And stop going to whatever. That's the fucking like saying, yeah, you know, every guy has dick jokes. I'm like, yeah, most of them do.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Every, like, yeah. <laughs> and um, and the, what made me the most mad Was the last line in the interview She goes Stop complaining about how little you get booked And start writing good jokes Boom And I was like Oh um, okay Yeah,
1: yeah. That's, All right, that's she's about the equivalent of that uh, that model on Instagram who went to VidCon oh, and man. was yeah. mad that he didn't Gary get nobody.
2: Age. You're a blue collar, <laughs> right? That guy, kill yeah.
1: yourself, bro. What are you yeah. even wearing? Calling people peasants, yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. just stuff like that. Just <gasps> an entitled person. Who, I'm sorry, my sage. I'm a peasant. <laughs> like what if someone who's kind of feel like doesn't understand like what they've actually had to do to right. get yeah. there? Because I, I would yeah. say she's and
0: when you're still at twenty one thousand followers. like yeah. I'm sorry, you haven't hit like. Right. Right. The e the ethos of right. fucking interesting Don't get ugly,
1: man. That's all I gotta say. Don't get ugly. Yeah, don't
2: age at all. <laughs> no
1: one's ever gonna give a shit <laughs> so and you're not aged. gonna be interesting.
2: That's yeah, all. I hope I can you're twenty one forever. <laughs> yeah.
1: So
0: Well another another reason I think that uh that um a lot of people have that bad preconceived notion about female comics is have you watched Either of you seen the CNN? They did a ten part miniseries called "The History of Comedy." Oh no, shit! No, I've never about it. seen it. It yeah. was if you can find it, watch it. It was fantastic. And one of the episodes was I can't remember what it's called. Something like "The Fairer Sex" or "The Funnier Sex," and it was all about female comics and where they like where the female comic came from when it was just male comics on TV. The first women to break into that, which was one of the first ones was Joan Rivers, and what she had to do to get into that. Right. And I think to have their voices heard. At the time, they had to go blue. They had right. to go shock value right. just to get booked because then they were, oh, we're gonna pay attention because she's gonna say something raunchy, and I kind of like that. It's right. a woman saying and something raunchy. It's a raunchy, woman saying something raunchy. Yeah, to. and I kind of it intrigues me, and it might turn me on, and I am a little confused. And, and <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, so like that, I think they had to, unfortunately, had to start there just to break through that wall, right. and so that's that kind of got solidified as the beginning of female comics, right. and to turn the whole social mindset away from that it's like it's like steering it's not like steering a speedboat it's like steering a cruise ship like it takes a while to turn that so right
2: yeah i even had a girl i went to high school with tell me like i just don't like female comics like it's just how that's just how it is like no offense and at like, first I hadn't even asked her. <laughs> like, that, was the, that was the weirdest part. I, I'm so listening like, to the, she's yeah. like, hi,
1: Sydney, haven't seen you in a while. By the way, uh, I just don't right. like female Yeah, it It out was there. like on
2: an unrelated status. Um, but it's just like who goes up to a teacher? And it's just like, you're a teacher? Oh, I fucking hate teachers. Right. They're annoying. But I mean, you get it, right? you are Because <laughs> you're a teacher. Right. Like, yeah. You know what you guys are like. I mean, come on. Yeah. Come, I mean, come on. We We're friends here. Like, come sure. on. And you're like, ooh, that's rude. Like,
1: well, there's a ooh, wall between us now. Yeah. We'll yes, see how yes, big it gets here. In yes. Just a little bit. The wall well, w- just got ten feet higher. I,
2: I really wish you would just ask me how much I weight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like honestly, or like how old I am. But yeah, man, I I just like couldn't deal, and 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 I I didn't even take it personal to me. I just thought of all the people that I've seen. You know, I've been doing comedy for almost ten years. It'll be ten years in November, and That's I've just awesome. seen people work their ass off every single day of their life, and then to be told that like she's never met him, but she's the know all end-all, be-all, and knows that they're just gonna sound the same. Like she right. doesn't even have to. And I'm like, you're blonde. <laughs> like right. there are more of you ah, ah, than ah. like any other like type A of white people. Chick, yeah. Right. And I'm just like, are you, like, are you joking? Clearly you've never been to a comedy club ever. <laughs> like, right? it's just crazy. Yeah. And she was like, and sometimes I'm the only female uh, comedian in, like, in shows and in clubs. And why do you think that is? Because I'm one of the best. And we're like, no, because it's fucking hard to get booked as a female comedian right. in clubs right like that like that's what we're all talking about <laughs> like <"Ugh." laughs> and then which is also confusing because she was talking about how oh, i go to new york and i'm the only female in clubs and i just did a show in new york at danger fields and there were six women on that lineup
0: yeah so i don't know that, i saw your post on that how did yeah, that go it went great hey, congrats Thanks. first off
2: yeah, yeah no it went it went great um and while I was up there is when my friend from high school made that comment and I was like ooh <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry were you a danger film <laughs> sign um but yeah there were six women on that lineup and one of them was just in a movie with um De-, uh, De Niro, Robert De Niro, about awesome. comedians, yeah. So it's like yes, oh, yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I remember that it was on my list to see, yeah. and it just flew right she, under my
1: yeah, radar. She yeah, was yeah. Has it was like a whole. Scene a, was it again. on your list, Justin? It was. Was it? It absolutely was. I don't think it was. I don't think it did very well. <laughs> but it was still on my list. I didn't. Cool. I didn't
0: follow it on Rotten Tomatoes, but it was on my list.
1: That's good. De Niro just doesn't have a really good, you know, track record these days.
0: That's. Yeah. But that's what was interesting to me is that it was a. Was, I mean, it was. It felt like a very the far movie. separation from what he normally plays. which I think which the I was movie looks
2: about. good. Um, I think it just was so underground that yeah. it didn't like get a lot of attention.
0: It was underground, Doug.
2: Yeah, yeah Doug. It was
1: also bad. So <laughs> you're such a. You're so basic. <laughs> it was so I'm bad they buried bits. it. <laughs> it was so, so bad they buried it. And he's one of those guys that if he's in a movie now, I'm just like, mm, I don't yeah. know, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, New York. What was that like?
2: Woo! Man, it was awesome. Um, yeah, it was really, really cool. I only did one show while I was there. It was there at Dangerfield's, um, and it was just super awesome because they haven't changed a thing since Rodney Dangerfield died. So the whole club just is the exact same way it was in whatever year that was. Did he I
0: think. design it or did um, he, he owned it? He owned it. Yeah, okay. he
2: owned it. Um, and the waiter there who serves your drinks and like makes sure you meet your minimum has worked there since he was alive. Wow. And he told this guy like, "Take care of the club," and the guy was like, "All right." Um, this dude's like 80 and he was literally farting on people. Yes. He'd be like, you only hear a joke. And then he'd back up and like fart on somebody. And one comedian was like, dude, I swear to God, if you fart on me one more time, we're going to have problems. (laughs) Um, That is everything I
0: aspire to be when I'm 80.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was exactly like all the clubs you see on TV. It was like dark. It was kind of dank. It was like old. There is all this like red velveteen fabric everywhere, like candles on every table. Um, I saw some of the best comedy I've ever seen there and some of the worst comedy nice. I've ever seen like there. both sides of the dichotomy. Both sides. Because what happens is... You might is say there was no
1: compression on, on, that, <laughs> on that. I on feel that, like you're on stretching the on that one. Yeah. The word of the
2: day. Alacrity. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> oh, there we
2: go. Because New York does this thing. I've never noticed Chicago doing it, but maybe it's just because I don't like pay attention, where if you're like the club's favorite you can just literally walk in any day you want oh really can i get up next yeah so like seven or eight people cut me uh on the lineup but they'd all been like on letterman and like did you recognize them um i i had known them from other shows like some of them had come through here oh nice um so that that did happen where i was supposed to go third and i went like 11th um but yeah i know some of the best i've ever seen and some i'm just like This person clearly got totally hammered wherever they were before this and just like one guy just got up on stage and started talking about what it was actually descriptively like to have sex with his wife and nobody was laughing and he kept talking for like 15 minutes and he was just like telling us about what his sex life with his wife was like and it was not pleasant. I was going to say,
0: was it at least good? It was not.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And it looked more like he was just working out his problems. (laughs) Yeah. but and, and that's I, when I
1: learned I had ED.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, he ends the set with "Thanks for listening, guys." Right. And then just drops the mic and walks. Yeah, the back.
2: but it was it was a really cool experience just because it's so entirely different than did, here.
0: Did you get to go to any of the other uh, like famous comedy clubs around New York? Like um, I didn't or go. Or? Yeah, okay. no,
2: I didn't go. I just like wanted to experience this the like city. Oh, um, so you
0: you did more of like the city. Yeah, just, like engulfing yourself in in yeah. New York itself. Yeah. yeah,
2: um, so I didn't do like a lot of the touristy stuff because I had been one other time before, and I kind of got that out of my system. Yeah. Um, so what was it this time? Then? Yeah, so I just really am one of those people that like to find bookstores and coffee shops, and my mom really wanted to do the You've Got Mail tour, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't know like we didn't know where to book like the the tour bus, so we just did it ourselves. Nice. We just like went from like nice the, the space to space, and so That's awesome. yeah, um. And I had some friends who lived there and I was there with like some family. So we just walked around and found old historic places and, and it was really neat. And then everybody came to the show and it was really cool. I had people from college there. Um just like all walks of life. Like where it just happened to be in New York and yeah, so they all stopped that's by. Awesome. Yeah, it was really it was a cool experience. Um I learned a lot just like in that moment I learned so much. Um, Co- comedy wise? Comedy wise, yeah, for sure. Um because it's just so different there like just How so? So it's so it's way more graphic. Just right out of the hatch, way more graphic. Did your mom like um, that? Um she did not. She was not a fan. <laughs> um she was like, you know, I've never heard a funny joke about the Holocaust. I've never heard a funny joke about abortion. I've never heard a funny joke about rape. And I was like, to be fair, I've heard hilarious jokes about abortion. And she's like, I don't want to hear you say that. (laughs) And and I was like, Mom, I didn't say anything about abortion or the Holocaust (laughs) or rape. And she's like, I know, but you were on that show and those people were talking like that. And I was like, Mom, I... I feel like most 25-year-old comedians aren't being lectured in the back of an Uber by their mom after their Dangerfield's debut. And she's like, well, maybe if they did, there'd be less <laughs> jokes about the Holocaust. <laughs> I fucking love Yeah. So, also, by the way, last time I was on this podcast, it came out on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we were talking about online dating, yeah. And that's I, right. And I made a comment where I quoted somebody from the internet where I was like, "I like them titties, though." Right. Yeah. I was in so much trouble. Really? She never forgave me. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, "If I hear you say the word titties one more time,"
0: well, I said it earlier, and I, I apologize, Ms. Davis Junior. Junior. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, I, I do not of the <laughs> <whole> <laughs> You know what you're
2: getting when you come to mind. She yeah. listened to the whole podcast and nice. was just like staring at me the whole time. So I just can't. I never read. Well, there's the a couple other
1: ones way. she probably shouldn't listen to if yes. that's the case if you're a fan great you might want to skip yeah. we may not say hey, what's your mom's name Carol Carol we'll say not Carol approved right exactly <laughs> yeah. we'll just
0: put after the, after the Carol title advisory. we'll just say parentheses. Not for Carol. Yeah, or for Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Or like what's what's it um NSFW, NSFC. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Very nice. We, nice. we will
0: have a new stamp on all of our and <laughs> what, what does NSF your mom C- think
1: about you being a stand up? Does she, is she oh, cool she's Oh she's
2: she's so supportive. She's super duper funny. Like I make fun of her all the time. Yeah. Um, as
0: long as it's not in the context of the Holocaust rape or abortion. <laughs>
2: or abortion, yeah. right. Um so no, she's super duper supportive. She's at as many shows as she can be at. You know, they live in, in Arkansas. Um, mm-hmm. Like, we go to... We're, we've started this thing where we're going to go to New York, like, regularly cool. together. Yeah, no, she's super-duper supportive. Um, I, she just, like, I think would be appalled if she understood what it's really like. You know, I think she sees the shows, and that's all she sees. She doesn't see, like, the underbelly like of, the like... Like, the hustle of it, or, The like... hustle, the people, the environment, the... It's just, like... Ugh. Some
0: of the grittier sides. Yeah, of, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: So... um I think she have, like yanked me right out of there. She didn't know all about all that, but no, she's super supportive. And my brother's very artistic, and she's very mm-hmm. supportive of him as well. Um, yeah. yeah. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going
0: to say, what's one of the? Because mentioning the grittier side of it, because I think a lot of a lot of people, it's similar to the reason I started the other podcast, the Bar Podcast mm-hmm. I do. Because a lot of people, had, a, I feel like, have misconceptions about what it's like to be a bartender. Yeah. Like, they see it and they're like, oh, you just cool. you work at a bar, you drink, you bang all day. Like I've this is seen amazing. that movie,
1: Cocktail. Oh. I know how it goes.
0: Exactly. You get
2: a million dollars in tips.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, you live the life. You get to party all night, and yeah, you get to hit on everyone. And yeah. yeah. Like, that's, and that's absolutely not that lifestyle. So right. I think a lot of people see maybe the comic lifestyle and they go, Oh my god! You get to hang out with funny people all day, and you're probably yeah, exactly. Probably get approached all the time, and you're hooking up and blah and free drinks, writing
2: jokes, right? To be like the center of attention.
0: And so, what is the grittier part of it? Like, what's what's something? Or let me rephrase that. What's something that surprised you about the industry?
2: Oh, that's a good question. I've been a part of it for so long; like, rarely anything surprises me anymore. (laughs) But um, the So, for every, like, one comedian you see on stage, there's, like, 17 who just, like, failed. Mm -hmm. So, it's – stand-up is this fraternity of people who they're depressed, they're – they usually have, like, anxiety, they usually have drug or alcohol problems, and they're all there for each other. But it's such a delicate balance because the minute you get big, like – it becomes a problem
0: for everyone else right
2: so like um i was watching some late night uh, show and i won't say who we were watching but a bunch of comedians had like gathered to see this person make their like late night debut and at first it was like oh like so-and-so came over and like slept on my couch once like so-and-so like gave me a ride home once and then it became like well honestly like the only reason they made it that far is because they probably like hooked up with someone or like honestly like their dad is like so-and-so so so they probably and then by the end of the night this person was just like the worst person ever didn't deserve it not funny hated the show blah 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 oh wow yeah and so it's it's weird who they decide who they're going to support and who they're not that's a rough
0: environment right i mean like
2: if you read the youtube comments on an amy schumer video you'll find that like oh my god like for everyone that's like she's so funny there's going to be like 20 that are like she's disgusting she's a pig like she's the worst she's not funny and it's It's no different in the industry. Um, like I, I tell my parents all the time, I'm like, I know a thousand people, but I have four friends. Yeah, <laughs> You know, like right. I would book a hundred people. I would let zero of them watch my dog if I had one. Mm, you know what I mean? Nice. Okay. So, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's super duper duper cutthroat. Oh um, man,
3: that's
0: such a weird, and I, that's just from a trust perspective. That's gotta right? be a mind fuck.
2: Yep, it is. I
1: feel like that kind of exists in the creative realm regardless. Right. I mean, I'll give right. you that. Yeah. To some degree, someone's gonna be but. Heard over someone else getting success saying that, like, you know what, they haven't put in their time, or uh, I'm
0: just as creative, or I
1: right. did yeah. this thing, or I
2: would be if I hadn't done this instead. I
1: remember for a hot second, I was a stagehand at the Congress Theater for like, I don't know, two weeks. Hey, yeah, Mr. so I Big set stuff. up, so I set up uh, all the uh, equipment for like Guar, all these, like Hello Goodbye, which was one of my favorite bands at the time. Uh, but there was a band called The Starting Line. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them. I vaguely, yeah. Um, and there was a band, Paramore. Yeah, sure oh, I've wow. heard of Paramore. yeah, So The Starting Line was a huge, loved the band. They kind of like hit a peak and then they sort of were sort of piddling out a little bit. And at this show, uh, Paramore was the headliner and Starting Line was uh, opening for them. And this guitar tech was in the back alley while we were kind of getting stuff up and just... Fucking bitching about Paramore. Right. Just bitching about Mainstream,
2: how. Mainstream, sell Well, they're just blah, like, blah. you know, Starting Line's
1: been doing this for so long. They've been cutting their teeth and these fucking kids just come in here and feel like they can just take over the world. Like they're hot shit. And then out comes Paramore to go into the theater and the guy goes, hey guys, have a great show. Like being really shitty and they were like kind of half, yeah. half waving and then like walked in to, to rock out. And I was yeah. just looking at this guy and like, dude like like, relax man i'm just here to set up the equipment like i don't need to hear you bitch about this band like (laughs) it's gonna be okay
2: (laughs) um i have this weird i don't know if it's my face i don't know if i just like look (laughs) nice i'm not sure
1: That was just a great i don't know if it's my face but it's
2: gotta be my face i have this weird thing where like people will message me just to tell me like if they've done something before me, like when I announced that I was going to be at Dangerfields, I had this one comedian oh. message me, and he's like, "Just so you know, um, I do New York comedy all the time." Okay. And I was like, "Okay, I like I don't know this person. Like, I know them, but we're not friends." Right. And he's like, "Yeah, so just so you should know, like, I do this all the time." And I was like, "Man, that's great. On- like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I just like thought you should know that." And you're what like, "What do you say to that?" I I like, just like the- honestly like. I am concerned for their mental health. Like, I, that doesn't bother me. A 100,000 people have done Danger Fields before me. Right. Like, it was founded by somebody else who did comedy and is going to be fam- more famous than me. For- and he's dead, and he's going to, like, outlive my career. Right. Um,
1: you should send them basically a GIF of Sloth Sings. Rocky Road? Yeah. Because that makes as much sense. Yeah, like, no. Right, like. yeah.
2: There was only one time where I ever actually responded. Um, it, it usually happens when people get, like, drunk, where you can tell they've been at a comedy club and they're, like, hammered or whatever.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, one of my friend's brother, he's not even a comedian, um, but for some reason, whenever he gets wasted, he like, he still lives at home, like, with his parents, everything. He, like, messages me about how to, like, do better with wow. my life. <clears throat> and he's, like, he he just told me, he's, like, you just need to, like, do better. You just need to, like just do better. Um and I was like I don't understand what that means and he's just like I don't know you just need to like figure out exactly what you're doing in life cuz I don't know what you're doing in life but it's not working. And the this is the only time I've been like, well, you know what? You are 15 years older than me and you live in your parents' basement. So, I told him I was like move out of your parents' house and then we can talk right. about how I need to improve my life.
0: I don't know, it sounds like it's working and uh, from my side it looks like it's working for you. Right. Because I'm like, all oh, Every I time didn't... you post something, I, I, Doug and I med's like, dude, do you see what Sydney's doing <laughs> next? Yeah. Like, holy
2: yeah. shit. And it's weird because I like to think of myself as somebody who supports a lot of people. Sure. So I can't imagine what it would be like to naturally just want to be like a dick.
1: Well, I think at the end of the day, too, it's like, are you enjoying what you're doing? If you're having fun, who yeah. gives a fuck, right? Like, yeah, and I mean that's it, yeah. that's got to be that's kind of where I am with a lot of things in my life. I'm like, I don't give a shit if I enjoy doing it. I'm just going to do it, right? You
2: know? Yeah, and it is hard uh, to remember to have fun sometimes. Oh, you absolutely. Like, like four, five, six, seven, ten times a week, I'll find myself like literally having anxiety over something that doesn't matter. Sure. Right. Um, and so actually like three weeks ago, I actually thought I was having a heart attack. Like I thought oh, I was wow. dying of a heart attack. I just walked into this clinic and I was like, hey, I need somebody to do an EKG. And they <laughs> looked at me and they're like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm 25. And they're like are, like, are you sure you need an EKG? <laughs> and I was just like, yep, I need an EKG like right now. Um, and so they ran some tests and everything was fine. And they were just like, I think you're having like a three day long panic attack um oh, so like what's going on like te- like tell us what's going on and that's when i realized like oh too much too yeah. much is going on so i like deleted all my social media apps off my phone i get on is it that when
0: you took the break yeah from social yep. media I, took a break I saw you from post social media, yeah
2: and i don't have any apps except instagram on my phone so if i get on facebook i have to go like through safari and type it in and it's just not worth it yeah.
1: i'm sorry we were messaging you through facebook well, all this whole time I, about yeah this.
2: well during work hours <laughs> i'm on my computer so that's okay fine yeah gotcha um But, yeah, so it is super easy to be, like, yeah, well, I, yeah, so I may have finally gotten to do comedy in New York, but this other guy is, like, a writer for Jimmy Fallon, and we started at the same time, or, like, this other guy has, like, 10,000 Instagram followers, but when they asked me that, when they were, like, you know, what do you want to be doing, I just realized, like, oh, (laughs) like, not worrying about Instagram followers. Like, <laughs> right. that's not something I want to do. Um, and it just really made me think. I was like, is it worth it to, like, literally die over it? Because I could have found yeah. out in that moment that I was having a heart attack. Right. Like, I had no idea. Um, and so I've changed a lot since then, for sure. And I have remembered to, like, have fun, slow down, like, relax, get some sleep. You know, because y- you can do five shows in a week, and if you run into another comedian, they're going to be like, oh, what are you up to? I feel like I never see you. And you're like... Like, are you kidding? Right. I ran myself ragged this week. What do you mean you never see me? Right. So I realized mm-hmm. it's like it's okay. Like, relax, slow down, watch a Netflix show, like get some movies Have some in new time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that I think that's the biggest thing that surprised me was how easy it is to forget that it's not like life or death. Right. And
0: I mean, at the end of the day, it's comedy. Right. Like, and, it's your And even yeah.
2: the biggest people you know, even the biggest people I know that get booked at Laugh Factory every single night, nobody knows them in Joliet.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, so why are you trying to, like, kill yourself to be like this person who's probably killing themselves to be like somebody else that you've never heard of?
1: Right. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, it boils down to, like, everyone's path is different. It's right. cliche and stupid. I hate that I just said that. But it's true. But it's true, yeah. It's just like, you know, it was the that's same gonna thing. going to be my
0: ringtone when you call me.
1: Oh, thanks. You know, every 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 day is a winding road. Yeah. You know?
0: I get a little bit closer.
3: Oh,
1: boy. No, I just, I find, like, it's so, that's part of the, the downfall of social media in itself, is you're always... And Justin, what's the what's the line you say you're comparing? You're comparing
0: everybody else's yep. sizzle reel with your B-roll, right?
2: Yeah. Right, and, and that's another thing is like or highlight reel. Well, especially what really opens your eyes is when you go to an event, say like a party or a <laughs> show or whatever, and then you see what it looks like on Instagram, and you're like, I was there, <laughs> like right, right, and then you realize, oh, that's. Everyone, mm-hmm. you know, like I can take a picture of my coffee at my house, you know, with like cat hair surrounding it. Wipe away the cat hair, add some filters, and be like, "Ooh, this like bourgeois coffee shop in France," and nobody's gonna know any different. Yeah, right. Right. You can
0: you can create you can craft the world that you want people to see.
2: Yeah. Which is <laughs> so. What I oftentimes do is when I go to shows, I'll take pictures of the stage as they're setting up, just like real cool pictures, and I'll use the same set for like six months to post on Instagram (laughs)
3: like
2: to make it look like I'm doing (laughs) shows that often when really it's like the exact same theater (laughs) like yeah like yeah I did a show tonight but it was in some bar and I couldn't get a good shot so I'm just gonna use like 99 pictures of this really nice theater yeah yeah, I do that all the time. This yeah. is me like fessing up. I do. Yeah, that, yeah. this That's
0: this okay. this is just the representation of what I I did a thing.
2: Right, tonight. I did yeah. do a show tonight, yeah. but it didn't look like this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, because that was hard too when I was doing improv, and I saw a lot of people that I I went to class with that were. On Herald teams, or we're doing regular shows, and I was like, "Man, I feel like a piece of shit." Yeah, like they're doing all the stuff, and I'm not doing anything. And like I was getting, but I was like, "Man, relax, it's fine." Like yeah. they're doing their thing, you can do your thing, and you can still be happy for yeah. them. And I was, and I still am. Like I love seeing people yeah. do well in that sort of stuff. I'm like, "Good <laughs> yeah. for you, that's great." You're hosting this stuff, or you're doing the I.O. Uh, cage match. I almost call it the SmackDown. Um, you know, people being successful, I'm like that's good. Like that's yeah. a good yeah. thing. Like you know, For sure. should totally support each other. And it sucks when you're putting, you know, your blood, sweat, and tears into something and you're not seeing the results that you want to see. Right. Yeah. but you should still right. support. You know, the art. Yeah, form.
2: and th- what helps me the most is. One being from a place like Arkansas where nothing ever happens, like, yeah. just, And also that like time hop thing Facebook does, Because yeah. Yeah. I'll see a status from like nine years ago where it's like, <laughs> "OMG, gonna do my first open mic! Everyone should come!" <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn!" Like if sixteen year old Sydney were doing what I'm doing right now and complaining about, she'd like slap me. She'd be right, like, right. "Are you kidding?" Or when I go back to Arkansas and you know I feel like crap because I feel like you know I work all the time and I don't get what I want, and people are like you know, we're really proud of you. And I'm yeah. just like, it's nice. right. You're living in the big city. Yeah. You're, you're doing your yeah. thing.
0: and yeah. Right,
2: where like just the fact that I moved away was like such a big deal. Right, That yeah. It's like step one, you've already got it done. And here I am like, but this guy like did Laugh Factory. It's like, no, like people in Arkansas don't care. They don't right. care. Like they, it looks like you're killing it, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though the picture was from a theater I did like six months ago, <laughs> they don't have to know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although now they do. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: because they all listen to this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, there, I got caught once because um, I went out to like meet with a friend, and he was like, "Yo, yo, how'd your show go last night?" And I was like, "I, I didn't have a show last night." And he's like, well, you posted a picture of a microphone," and I was like. Oh, I did that. Like, but, but like, read the caption. If you read the caption, it says where that is, but it didn't say I performed there last night. Like, <laughs>
0: that was a thing that happened in my right, life. Right, like yeah.
2: that was my birthday show, like back in November. Was, uh, I'm sorry if you thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, that's. I feel the same same way about like production stuff like with yeah. my production company is that I'll find another production company just I'll I'll kind of look at what everyone else is doing and I'll be like oh my god their videos are
3: yeah. light
0: years beyond what we're doing or they're working with these clients that I would l- I could only dream of working with or they're you know whatever and then you realize that's that's their style we have a different style And you both can exist. I think that's the biggest thing I learned is that you both can exist in the same space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's not, there doesn't, there's not just one production company out there. There's not just one stand up out there, one improviser out there. You can all exist in the same space. You know, how many giant studios are there? There's dozens of them and they all exist in the same space and they all just do their thing. And it's, there's not one of anything, you know, Yeah. except president of the United States, number 45. (laughs) All day. Oh,
2: Um, yeah, my mom made fun of me the other day because I, like, after I had that, like, incident where I went to, like, the doctor and I was just, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, I feel like I was going to die just then. I told her, I was like, what if I, like, quit? Like, what if I just quit? And I've wasted 10 years doing this. Like, nobody just quits their job after 10 years because they hate it. And she's like.
1: Yeah, they do. Everyone <laughs> does.
2: They're just usually 50. She's like, <laughs> yeah, that's what a midlife crisis is. They quit their job. They divorce their wife. They buy a motorcycle. And they just, like, get out of shape. Like, that's what people do. And right, she, She's like, so if you honestly want to do something else, I mean, you've got time. You're not old. Right. And yeah. yeah. And and I also have to remember that the people I'm comparing myself to are like 20 years older than me. Yeah, Right. Like, the people at Dangerfields, maybe three of them were within the same decade as me. Right. Yeah. And the rest had been doing it like the, the people on Letterman, like Letterman's been off air for how long? Yeah. You know, and... That's another thing. You just have to constantly remind yourself that there will always be somebody better than you, booked more than you, paid more than you, more successful, funnier. Like, that's just inevitable. Yeah. And it's not your fault and it's not their fault. Like, it doesn't mean they're working harder than you. They've just been doing it longer. And no matter how long you're doing it, they will always have been doing it longer.
0: Sure. Right. Or it's the people who, for whatever reason, right place, right time, they just, they got that right. that mythical break. Right. And that yeah. can happen to anyone at mm-hmm. any time, doesn't matter how long they've been. Some people work 40 years at it. Some people work three years. Yep. And it just, they happen to, the right person it's happens to find them. It's just a to tough pill them. to swallow if you're that it person is. who put it yeah. in Absolutely for 40 it years. Is. Yep. But to your point, too, there's always someone behind you going, Sydney's making more than I am. She's getting booked yep. more than I am. Like, you're looking at that other person, but there's a whole line of people behind you going- right. Oh, man, if I could just get where Sydney's at, you know? Yeah, yeah, like,
2: and that really hits me when people message me, and they're like, how do you get started? And at first I'm like, what do you mean, how do you get started? And then I'm like, oh, this person was laying weight last night literally not knowing where to start, like. Right. I And then I remember like, oh, that was me. Like, oh, that's crazy. And, yeah. and that's what really just hits at home. It's like, stop complaining. Be grateful for what you have. Like, you've worked your ass off. You don't have to kill yourself over this. You've got time. You're still, like, a young person, and... Other people want to know how to do it. Yeah. You know? And so it's that, like, I said all of that to say, I think that's the most surprising part <laughs> about comedy is, like, how much non-fun is involved in sure. this It's life. a job. It's a job, and it's it's a performance. Like, what the audience is watching, to them, is one guy doing 10 minutes, but that guy's been doing it for 15 years. He's been perfecting that 10 minutes for two years, and he probably had to submit his clips seven or eight times to get that spot. And that spot is his, like he's being judged right now as you're watching this, whether or not they're going to book him again.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And so to him, it's like, rah, like it, it's not even about the audience anymore. Sure. Like to him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah. So I wanted to bre- just kind of breach us over to a, a little more positive okay. topic. Uh, Tommy Lauren, uh, you have a very special relationship <sighs> with Tommy. Dear, dear Tommy. Another Tommy. lovely blonde lady who used to be on the Blaze. Oh, her! <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I do,
0: I thought I heard Tommy. I'm like, who's this dude? <laughs> <laughs> who's this motherfucker?
2: Yeah, Tommy, Laren, Laren, Laren. Lauren, Lauren, however how you want. I don't I don't care Tommy how you L. say it. She's a bitch. first oh! of all, first of all, she got what was coming to her.
0: Tommy fuck face. How about that? Huh? Yeah, Can we no. just say that? <laughs> yeah,
1: hey.
2: yeah. No, she totally got what was coming to her. Like she lied and she breached contract and lost her job and I have no sympathy for this woman when you build a career on just being a bully like she she man is right up there with the comedian we were talking about earlier with what's her face like, with the when you build a career on being a negative, Um, bully a, she just, you know, I don't even dislike her because she's a Trump supporter. You know, people are going to be like, of course, a left-wing snowflake Peter Pan-looking bitch calling this girl, like." like, no, like, People are allowed to vote how they want. People are allowed to think what they want. Now, when you get on television and, like, spew hatred and you build your following based on just how much, like, ugly anger you can spew from, like, your disgusting mouth, then you're, like, a bad person, right? right? Even if it's stuff I agree with, even if she was, like, pro-Obama like or pro-Hillary or whatever and pro-Planned Parenthood, if she was being, like, vile and rude and evil and bullying people over it, I wouldn't agree with her either.
3: Right.
2: So the... So she does all this and she's all like oh like I'm 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 pro all this stuff like America first yada 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 and then she goes on TV when it benefits her when she's being paid and suddenly she's pro abortion. She's like, "Oh well, when I said the government should keep their themselves out of my life, I also meant my body." And you're like, "Okay." Back up like She said that because she was on The View and she honestly thought she was going to get hired by The View. So she said that knowing she'd get fired from the blaze, thinking that The View would feel bad that they did that to her, pick her up, and it didn't happen. So now she makes appearances at, like, boot factories and stuff. Like, I, like last time I... Welcome I, to the boot barn, y'all! Yeah, seriously, last, last time I looked at her Instagram, which was, like, a millennia ago, it was like, come see Tommy Lahren at, like, the boot factory outlet in Texas. And I'm like, yeah, that's what happens when you build a career based on one thing, and then whenever it benefits you, and you think, you assume, because you're a pretty blonde girl that you're gonna get hired, tear it down right there on TV. Like, she called her supporters hypocrites, And regardless of what they're supporting, like, I don't agree with anything she stands for, but she's allowed to stand for it. And they're allowed to have, you know, networks that spew this vile, putrid garbage. Um, You can't then turn around and be like, oh, and by the way, everyone who's ever supported me is a hypocrite if they don't agree with abortion. Like, right. No, 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 no.
0: It's not how this works. No.
2: Like, like, are you crazy? Like, say I worked for BuzzFeed and I got, you know, BuzzFeed's like the liberal, like, Whatever, anyway. Don't
1: get me started on the, Right. Like the, the liberal
2: like snowflake website anthem. Um, and if I worked for BuzzFeed and I made a big old ruckus about how, you know, don't call me she, call me they, you know, everything that, that they do on BuzzFeed, which I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just And then one Sydney day I was like, BuzzFeed, that's the
1: moral of the story. And
2: then one day I was like, Oh, and by the way, if you've ever aborted a baby, you're a fucking monster. They'd be like <laughs> what? (laughs) Like, I'm sorry, back up. Remember when you were, like, sharing stuff about supporting Planned Parenthood and how, like, you know, sometimes abortion is necessary when people are put in danger or whatever? Like, remember that? Like, you remember that, right? And you remember when you got money to say that, right? Okay, just to, like... To clarify, so I went after her on Twitter too, but
0: did she respond? She did
2: not. Okay, and I was very upset, but a lot of people were retweeting it and liking it. And That's all that matters, because you know social media. <laughs> but
3: but man, she just—here's
2: the thing. Here's the problem I have with Tommy Laren is she would never say these things on the street. She's safe in a studio. Absolutely. Making money. Absolutely. Where people are paying her, where she's protected. And not only is she protected, but she's protected on the side that's all about protecting their women. You know, she's got this cushy white blonde girl heaven pad made where she can literally say whatever she wants and it'll go viral on YouTube. I will say those things to your face on the sidewalk. (laughs) Right? And whatever happens, happens. Right. But that's my problem with her, is that... It's two-faced. It's so two-faced. She's the kind of person where, if it was just me and just her, and I backed her up in a corner, she'd be like, actually, just kidding, like, what I actually meant was, like, abortion is totally fine because, like, obviously the government needs to stay out of my body. Like... What, no, that's not what you said. What
0: I really meant was, what do you think?
2: <laughs> what I really <laughs> meant was, don't kill me, is, is what I'm saying.
1: My problem was, and it's a couple things. One, and this probably isn't fair, she's like, what, 24?
2: Something like that. And she- I was
1: just like, look, you have no business being on this like widely broadcast thing, spewing politics. Like, what the fuck do you know? Right. And that could, that's totally wrong. I know. But I'm like... How am I supposed to trust you? What knowledge and experience do you have in the world to tell me what you know about your viewpoint? She – See you later.
2: Right. Like what – okay. So I've literally been allowed to drink longer than her.
1: Like (laughs) what
3: uh,
2: what could she possibly be so angry and adamant about that she just goes off on these tangents? But again, like – She's a keyboard activist. She'll yeah. say whatever she wants as long as there's a screen distancing you from her.
1: She seems like a reality TV star who right. it's like you watch an episode and they just sort of like – do whatever they need to do to get the viewings. Did you, I right. can't stand that. Did you
0: see her appearance on uh, no. Daily Show with Trevor
1: Noah? I heard, I heard some bits and pieces. I just couldn't it was, stand it. It was amazing. It. I, just, it was, um, I, I hated I, her that much. We might have to watch it. I've, just, I've heard bits and pieces, and he did a good job of right. like calling her out well, on no, some sort of stuff. What he
0: did that no one does anymore is he held her feet to the fire, Yeah, and he kept... Hammering, and she's the right. Like, right. same. She's
1: like, I'm a millennial. I don't like labels. Question
0: over yeah. and over and over again. He just goes, Look, I don't understand, though. Right. Yeah. explain it to me. Right, and she would def- deflect, and he goes, Great, that's fantastic, but right. I don't understand. Right, explain it to me. Right, and he just kept going, and she didn't, and it, it, she never explained it. But what it did was served to illustrate the fact that she never <laughs> explained it. Like she will yeah. not back it up with any sort of. Right. <clears throat> Any sort of,
1: of backbone. It's just these empty words that she just right. does. Kind of they just like, talking points yeah, that everyone right. barfs out to yeah. dodge certain things.
2: So what, I was in debate for many years and we <clears throat> did this thing called a flow. And let me know if I'm eating up all your time, by the way. Uh, you thing. are all of our time. So, <laughs> yes.
0: Right. We got to get to our next guest. Yeah, our next guest is waiting outside. <laughs> in the green so. room. Right. They're so, down at 6 of 6. <laughs> <laughs>
2: when I was a debater, um, we did this thing called a flow, which means while you're talking, I'm writing down everything you say in a column straight down so that whenever – I make my points. I So as you're talking, I'm writing all of your stuff down. For the people who can't see, it's like straight down in a column. So that off to the side, I can write what my arguments to what you're going to say are going to be. And I can see just by looking at it which um, spots I've skipped and which spots I've hit. And I want to make sure I hit every spot. Then when you come back, you can see every time on your flow, because you're doing the same thing, that I didn't hit a point you brought up and in debate and in real life when you do not negate a point it flows to the other person so you may bring up 5 things and i hit 4 of them but by not hitting the 5th i concede that you're right about it oh so when i see someone like her not hit any points on the flow just completely skipping over it in my mind she has literally conceded that he is correct about everything that she did not negate right because Mm -hmm. she didn't negate it right not because like oh well the real world is not debate right but in the real world when you don't present a uh, a point that um Negates what the other person is saying, you are, in effect, saying that they are correct. The rule
1: is not a debate, but when you play the debate game.
2: Right. When you're on Facebook right. and yeah. you're debating.
1: When you're a public person, of fucking now. Right. And you're trying right. to make points. And right. you were debating at that point in right.
2: time. They were debating. They were having an actual debate. And and that's what angers me. Just from the perspective of someone who takes argumentation as seriously as I do. And people who listen to this are probably going to be like, she's not a comedian. Listen to this bitch. Like She's so serious. <laughs> um, <laughs> this wasn't
0: funny. At all,
2: funny, she doesn't tell any jokes. This
0: is typical female (laughs) comedian. This is
2: why I hate female comics.
3: Oh my god,
2: (laughs) but yeah, just as a speaker she bothers me. Like, literally, if she wants to support Trump, that's her business. We live in a free country where we can do that. It bothers me that she's so adamant and so public and, like, spews what I'm gonna call fake news uh, in order to support her point, but whatever. But at the point where she attacks other people, like, verbally attacks other people on television, on the internet, where she's safe, you know on social media and then has the gall to entirely skip their questions that they have and not use actual evidence when confronted to support what she's saying that's when I have a problem with her yeah. and I would have a problem even if the person agreed with everything I said I would have a problem with it I'd right. be like it is your job at the point where you build your career on calling people out and then they call you out and you just ignore it like it never happened you're a hypocrite
1: as far as I'm concerned, when you wade into the politics realm, you should be prepared to debate, right? And any, any right. At a drop of a dime, because you got to get your point across. If you have something you want to talk about, and you want to get done, right? There you go. You got right. to be you got to be prepared for that. Yeah,
2: but I feel that way about all platforms. Like yeah. people ask me all the time, they're like, "How do you feel about ugly YouTube comments? Like, do you delete them?" And I'm like, "No," because at the point where I signed up for a YouTube. I should be ready for it. Right. negative right. comments. When I have a Twitter, I should be prepared for people to tweet me to go like kill myself or whatever right. like because that's just how that works. And it's the same way. Like, okay, great. If you're going to be this beacon of social justice for your side of the left or the right, you need to be ready to also back it up. You don't get to collect the paycheck and then ignore the responsibility. Yeah. think
0: street rules <laughs> dictates you don't back your shit up You lose.
2: (laughs) You get cut. (laughs) You get stabbed.
1: Back it up or you're done. Back it up or you get stitched. And that's where I also got frustrated too because you just so articulately just described what that was. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm just like, it seemed empty. Yes. Whatever she was doing was was empty. It was just hollow. It wasn't someone that truly believed like... You know, that's kind of like the stuff that I I look at Hannity and people like that. I'm like, do you really believe this? Are you just hawking your wares? Right. You know, Alex Jones. Fucking Alex Jones. I was just going to bring him up. Yeah. You know, that guy. I'm like... "Mm." Talk about someone who doesn't back his shit up. Talk about performance art. Am I right. right?
2: And that's a guy who's been around so long that if something makes him that angry, like, okay, he's been doing this for 50 years. Like, it's wrong and he's incorrect. But, you know, I believe that he's angry or whatever like but when this girl who like tweeted pro lesbian stuff when she was in college tweeted Pro um, uh, global warming information by the way when she went to Nevada because I do my research like I'm still mm-hmm. a debater when she went to the to school in Nevada when she was in college she was on like their news station I guess that's how she got discovered mm-hmm. she was talking about global warming how it's an imminent danger and now there's a clip of her on the blaze going I call it weather and you're like oh because <laughs> you get paid to call it weather now right. just like you were anti-abortion until they wrote you a check on the view to say that you agree yeah, with abortion that's just, it
1: just that's when you look at that stuff and you're like, man, you're a mercenary. Yep. You're a mercenary for the news. Right? If you want to even call that
2: news. <laughs> right. It's like. You know. Fake news, you want to talk about fake news, okay, ma'am, you just believe what people pay you to believe.
1: And you just happen to look a certain way, and you can speak a certain way, that's going to reach a lot of people, and that's where they utilize them, which is really, again, it's hollow. Yep. I hate that.
2: Right. And she's attractive, she's fun to watch, she's fun to listen to, if you agree with her, like, yeah, she's all riled up, I'm so glad to see our youth isn't totally destroyed. Like,
3: yeah. But...
2: And then there's people like me where it's like, yeah, okay, so I smoke a lot of weed and I cut all my hair off in my bathroom just because it felt like a good idea at the time. (laughs) But at least I back up what I'm going to say. And if you approach me at Macy's and ask me why I said that, I'm still going to say it, you know, regardless (laughs) of how many homies you brought, like your homies to Macy's, you know, that you take. That's where they throw it. That's where I take my homies to Macy's. We
1: fought at the pond. Here you fight at Macy's. Yeah. And and
2: when I go back to Arkansas, sometimes people do confront me about stuff I've I've put on Facebook because like, you know, you said this, but you grew up here. Like, I don't understand. And I'm like, you know, to be frank, I don't understand you. So why don't we have a conversation about that's this? that's the
1: important part. Let's yeah. have the conversation. Right, and
2: I will hear someone out all day long. Mm-hmm. Like, again, people are allowed to believe what they want to believe, and a lot of people would argue that, you know, free will isn't even a real thing, and, and you're, like, genetically wired to feel a certain way. I don't know, whatever. But, you know, I've had talks with family members that I'm like, oh you voted for Trump like that hurt me like yeah. do you hate women like what's going on you know but <laughs> but then you talk it out and they're still going to believe what they want to believe and you're still going to believe what you want to believe but at least you had the conversation and you get it
1: did you feel like when you have those conversations you inch inch a little bit fo- a little closer towards the middle of understanding yeah
2: so I think first of all I think people just think I'm just going to bust out and like argue with them and I'm like Dude, <laughs> no I spent so many years arguing with people that's the last thing I want to do but I see from both sides, and that's what made this election so hard for me was because I knew so many of my uh, family members voted for Trump, but I also got why they did. And I don't agree with it, but I got it. Like when you are in a rural area that gets three television stations, cable if you like, still have cable, and they tell you that the government wants to take your guns away, you're going to believe it, yeah. and you're going to mm. be mad. Because you bought them, you, you know, where I'm from, they're treated like a prize. You're more worried about what your parents will do to you if you touch it than what a gun will do to you if you touch it, you know? Really? Like, I was taught from a young age to respect firearms, how to shoot them properly, how to take care of them, and also how to get my ass beat real quick Mm -hmm. if I messed with them. Yeah. And so I know all these people who that's like their passion. They collect them, they clean them, they display them. And to hear that Obama wants to take them away, like, that's devastating or to hear that you know, it, it, to hear certain things like that where it's like oh they want to charge me all this money to pay for everyone else's health care like mm. i worked hard for my money like me and my family we struggle all the time when all you hear is that the government wants to take your money to pay for somebody else, you're going to be real pissed off.
3: Sure. And
2: so I get it because they don't have as much access as we do to the same information. Um, And when you're on social media and 99.9% of your friends are the same kind of people and they're sharing things that are like, oh, you know, this person's a communist. Like, they did this. You're going to believe it. And... So I try to really maintain both sides, where it's like, I'm in the middle. I I don't consider myself completely um, liberal, and I don't consider myself completely conservative. I consider myself right in the middle a conservative liberal. Like, I love guns. You're purple. I think they're cool. Yeah, exactly. I'm purple. I think they're cool, but I think it should be harder to get them, right? Um I think healthcare should be a lot cheaper and I think it should be a lot easier for people to have but I completely understand why a lot of people wouldn't want to pay for other people's healthcare because I come from an area where 90% of the people are morbidly obese and you don't want to pay for them when they could just, you know, put the chips down or whatever like sure, that's not sure. what I actually think but
0: that, that, that's the argument that, that you've right. been presenting. When yeah. you
2: live in an area where everyone is, like, obese and has, like, diabetes and has this and has that, like, yes, it should be much cheaper for those people. But I totally understand why if you've been told you have to pay for them, you'd be real upset. Um, it just look, uh, kind of a little back and forth. And so I try to do this on both sides. When I'm talking to people who I know voted the same way as me and they're talking shit about people who voted for Trump, I'm like – Listen, but here's the thing. Like, I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a minute. This is what they actually think is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people just have priorities. Like, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of things I didn't agree with Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. But, there's yeah. a, but the things that I did agree on, she agreed on. So I, I listed my priorities and I voted for her. Like, I'm, I'm, like, not afraid to say that I voted for her. And it made a lot of people angry. And I've heard the same thing about Trump. Right. I've heard people be like, honestly, to me, he was better than the alternative. And it's like, hey, at least you're honest about that. At least you don't have to pretend you also hate Mexicans. And at least you don't have to pretend you're okay with, like, the the sexual assault things that have come out. But when you think, like, someone else is so terrible that you would literally rather vote for anyone else, I'd rather hear that than hear you try to pretend like you agree with everything he said. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, it makes complete sense. I don't understand
1: any of it. Start over. Right.
2: And, And also, I to this day, have never heard a pro-Trump argument that wasn't anti-Hillary. Oh, interesting. Right? And so I try to tell people just because you don't agree with someone doesn't mean you have to vote for this person. Like, I've never heard someone actually say they want all the Mexicans gone. I've never heard anyone actually say they agree with what happened with, like, the sexual assault. Um, Everyone who I personally have talked to has said, I don't like Hillary. So I voted for Trump. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Like, I wish you'd done more research. Right. But at least that makes more sense than trying to convince me you actually agree with anything he said. Right. Like, you actually agree with the Muslim ban. You actually agree, like, with all this anti, like, Planned Parenthood stuff. And also, like, when all you've ever heard is that they suck out babies with a vacuum cleaner, you're going to be mortified. And you're going to stop that from happening, especially when the rumor is spreading that they want government funding. Yeah. Like, oh, like, that's... Horrific. Yeah, the not, government's
1: for killing babies with vacuum cleaners. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
2: like, y- like all these teen girls are going to get pregnant and go in there and get it sucked out for free. It's like, no, that's that's not how that works. And they actually provide a lot of other things that people really desperately need, yeah. like birth control, so yeah. they don't get pregnant, so right. they don't... Like, believe it or not, women don't actually want to have an abortion. Like, that's not something we want. Yeah. Right. But we want it made available for emergency sure. purposes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah off my soapbox
1: was that an abortion joke No, (laughs) not a
2: joke (laughs) no (laughs) no yeah but i did say that once to somebody who just like wouldn't relax like they wouldn't hear me they clearly were just gonna keep going and i didn't even start the conversation they did i was like well late for my abortion so i'm out of here like gotta go get this thing taken care of so that i can stay single and keep uh, sleeping around See, there's
0: the funny abortion yeah, yeah.
1: There you go. There you go, Carol. <laughs> oh Carol
0: no! You. Oh, you remember no. her name? Of course. I'm terrible. Never forget. Ads. Hashtag never forget. Carol. Although
2: she would want you to call her Miss Davis. Miss Davis,
1: that one was for Although you. Although now
2: that you have a kid, I think you're allowed to call her Carol. All right, Carol.
1: That's the
0: qualifying <laughs> that's,
2: factor. That's the qualifying factor. One of my friends literally asked her. They're like, so they were like in their 20s and they're like, when do I get to call you Carol? And she's like, when you have had two children, uh, you can call me Carol. You well,
1: cannot I, call her Carol. I have yet. a child and two cats. There so, you go. Close enough. Close enough.
0: I have a dog.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm also 33 and a half <laughs>
2: <laughs> And a half. And I want that
1: what are you No, I actually am <laughs>
0: thirty three and like nine tenths. And nine <laughs> tenths. No. <laughs> Eleven twelfths. Oh, we're struggling with yeah.
2: fractions today. Yeah. I don't do
0: fractions. Struggling <laughs> You've fractions. known me for five minutes, I don't do math.
1: Yeah, Justin doesn't do math.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> math. and you also don't do math, apparently. Fuck. Man. That's what I heard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Justin loves it and hates it at the same time. <laughs> you
0: know what I don't love and hate at the same time? I just love You love The Throwdown Sing it. Um, oh, wow. Sing it.
1: It's a throw down, baby. Nice
2: job. Nice.
1: Throw down. Throw down. <laughs>
2: throw
1: down.
3: <laughs>
2: oh, throw down.
1: Do you remember this, Sydney? There you go. From Last time? No? Good. I this don't. is going to be great. I
0: can't remember even what. Do you remember? Did you look back what her throw down was? Oh. Stand by.
2: I think we talked about like, MMA a little bit.
0: So the throwdown is where I we pit two right. people against each other to yeah. the
2: death. It was.
1: Uh, I think it was Ronda Rousey. I, and Is that right when she lost? Was, and Black yeah. Widow. Black Widow on Ronda Rousey. Yep. Holy shit. <laughs> yep.
3: All right.
0: Well, we're going to have two women again. Nice. Okay. So I abandoned what I was initially going to do. What's which was? That? You might say I boarded it, the idea. Yeah, oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> that one's for you, Carol. <laughs> this is David's <laughs> Uh So we're, we're throwing that one out, and we're going to go. I was inspired towards the end of our conversation. <clears throat> so we're going to do your two favorite women on the face of this <laughs> earth. We're going to put Eliza Schrdinger up against Tommy Laren.
2: Okay. And like, is this like a battle? This is a battle light? royale
0: a throwdown to the death.
2: So, I Let's the,
1: set the stage. Where's this taking place, Justin? Yeah.
2: I
0: <laughs> sorry, I just went completely Again, as a callback. Well, naturally they're in bikinis with cream corn. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Right>. Oh,
0: <laughs> creamed corn. It's a mud wrestling pit. No. Um, I I would say um I, why not let's put them on stage. Okay, They're on stage at a, uh, see, a
2: comedy club. Well, I, I feel, feel like, like that, that gives... gives... At a
1: corporate event, because that's where you'd <clears> find <throat> both of these people, right? Would it? Maybe. Where would we find both of them I feel like naturally? they
2: would both be at brunch. <laughs>
0: yes,
1: absolutely right. Because when I Why close
2: not? my eyes, I just like hear brunch when I hear them talk. Honest to too, God. Two like, blonde
1: white ladies are definitely at brunch. TBH,
2: I don't even know if I could tell one apart from the other. So like this is really hard for me.
1: 100%.
0: Absolutely. There's pesto involved somewhere in here.
1: <laughs> pesto mimosas. Pesto mimosas.
0: All right, so they're at brunch. Okay, uh, they're uh, at brunch, um, and they are sitting. They're sitting at. They're each at a separate table. Their backs are to each other, and they're each talking. The other's overhearing the other one. Okay, and just the sound of the other voice is just grating on each of them. Okay, and like they're like slowly trying to eat their quiche. <laughs> and they're, and, and they're and like, mimosa. And they're just kind of like getting a little tense and like you can, the grip on their fork and knife are getting a little harder and a little like, until they're like white knuckled and they're just like, you know what, fuck this. And they stand up. They both push their chairs back and they fall over and they turn around and they're face to face. Go.
2: Literally nothing would happen because they're both keyboard cowards. They are both keyboard cowards. So there would be a lot of yelling. There would be a lot of, like, can't even understand what's going on because so much yelling and loud voices. And then, like, that would be it.
1: I feel like Eliza has more um, physical prowess than Tommy.
2: Um, I know Eliza at one point, like, lifted weights. Yeah. I feel like she
1: was into fitness or something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah,
2: there was, like, a little bit where she was, like, I don't know, because I Googled her. But, um... Tommy seems
1: like the kind of person that would just be like, oh shit. Like she would just like. Tommy
2: would just tell her whatever she wanted to hear and then talk shit about her on TV after that. Right. And be like, actually, that's not what I said. What I meant was like. But I don't think anything would happen because I think. Eliza would just like cuss around and leave and then Tommy would just like get on TV and be like hey Eliza news flash I'm gonna tell you everything I meant on TV, to say she'd
1: be in her house using her nowadays, iPhone nowadays yeah to uh, basically record <laughs> yeah. you know tell right. everyone what happened right
2: like Tommy's gonna be just like ugh gross
0: but if we force something to happen yeah. it,
2: probably Eliza just because knowing what the comedy club like environment is like I've had to, like, get violent before in, like, situations. Have you so, really? Yeah. There was a situation where I threw a bunch of chairs at a bunch of comedians because I, like, lost my mind. No shit? Yeah. I just, like, had had it. Um,
1: so tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Yeah. So Maybe we
0: put Sydney against all comedians. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't
2: know if you remember when I went through that, like, hair bow phase where I was, like, wearing hair bows all the time. It was, like, the time. It was about the time when we were, like, so. when we were done with, like, Yeah, 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 improv. yeah. yeah. I just like wore dresses all the time, like hair mm-hmm. bows. And I like was trying to be nice to everybody. Man, I miss those days. Um, and I just was really having a tough time because it's just such a hostile environment to be a part of, but not like physically hostile because it's all comedians and they like are scared of everything and out of shape. Uh, I mean, not all comedians, <laughs> I'm just joking, relax. Um, <laughs> And somebody uh, said something to me, and it was literally just, like, the last straw. I was, like, trying to get some respect in, like, a situation. I was just like, guys, like, we need to, like, do this thing that I'm asking you to do. Like, please just follow through. And somebody was just like, well, you don't have to act like such a... Like, Uh-oh.
1: Like, See you, See you next Tuesday? Tuesday? Yep. Oh, and I
2: just, like, in my brain, something just kind of, like, popped. Sydney's like, nope. And I was just, like... <laughs> Picked up chairs and just started throwing them, like, across the room. I was just uh-huh. so angry. I was just, like, throwing these chairs at anyone and everyone. And it got real quiet. And it was only comedians in the room because the show was over at that point. And I just, like, threw all these chairs, just, like, made a huge scene. And then I ran over a mile to the red line because I was just was so angry.
0: You just want to get um, the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. And this was, like. But there was, like, a time where I was doing, like, a lot of boxing and a lot of, like... Uh, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and and so this was, like, during that time, and I just, like through these chairs and I got booked a lot more after that um, but I also got like left alone because I because nobody like a lot of people had never even heard me talk like I do my set and then I like go home you know I just do my thing yeah. they used to call me like the old lady because I would always be the first one to leave and go home and go to bed mm-hmm. and I just like couldn't deal anymore yeah wow. and, yeah and I just like threw all these chairs and it felt great <laughs> it felt so good I let it go yeah man. I let it go yeah so so
1: that being said I think Elias would you know that <laughs> right I think in, she was yeah.
2: I think she's probably been in similar situations according to her she's had to like fight her way to the top like ruthlessly to the top by the way like she kept referring to herself as like the best and that's what got me
0: I feel like there'd be a lot of lot of food throwing and plate throwing from Tony like Like, she'd try to like Tony uh, Tommy what's her name Tommy Tommy. Tommy. no keep
2: doing that please call her Tammy Tommy
0: Two-Tone like I think she would yeah she would obviously she'd be like grabbing anything she could to try to distance herself but I I feel like Eliza would just like power through that take a fork just right
1: in the (laughs) I feel like Eliza would take the tablecloth off and like wrap it around Tommy's head (laughs) almost like a hockey fight and then start wailing on her. Right, just well, boom, yeah. boom. and I can
2: also picture in my mind how they would both be dressed. Like, I feel like Eliza would probably be wearing some kind of like athletic gear of yes. some sort. And Tommy would be wearing like a dress and heels. Yes. Yeah, and it's like, exactly Tommy, what I thought. Right, and Tommy has like very visible extensions that can easily be just like, <laughs> I, yeah. For the record, <laughs> I
1: cannot spot extensions to save my life. No, no. I just can't. I cannot. that must be nice. My wife's always like, <laughs> she was like, that hair's fake. I'm like, how can you tell? Yeah. Coming from a guy who's bald. Looks more to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Doug's
0: just pining for any I sort of I was just like, <laughs> I don't so yeah, she's
1: like my my always like that hair's not real I'm like I can <laughs> Let
2: me pull up a picture and see if I can like show you.
1: Yeah, cuz I I just I never know. So we're saying Liza for the win then. I think that's a pretty
2: Yeah, but it's like a win like she would win but like would she?
1: At what cost? At right. what cost? Yeah. I mean, would anything really be gained by it? But I'd say she would win the fight. All okay,
2: right. so see in this picture okay. where, like, one hairstyle stops and the other keeps going? Okay,
1: yeah, that makes it really... Really visible. And not only like that, right? but also in this picture, the color is very significantly right. different between one see what I mean? area and the oh, other. Oh, very much. Right. It's almost like she has a sash on her shoulder. Right. <laughs> right. Like, you can <laughs> unclip
2: those puppies and put them on, like, the drawer. Like she like- got a
1: horsetail on her head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) That's hilarious.
2: So it's like not only does she lie about what she believes, but she lies about how much of her hair is her hair. Well, if that's the case,
0: then Eliza yanks those out and just shoves them down her
1: throat.
2: Right, strangles her, strangles strangles her with with them. For the win! For the
1: win! Eliza Schranger, congratulations, you won the throwdown. Which
0: ironically is what Tommy sounds like when those hair
1: extensions are getting shoved (laughs) down her throat. Exactly. (laughs) 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 So yeah, that was a fair, fair fight. Well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Excellent work, Sydney. Thank you so much for being here. Tell everyone about your special. You got a thing coming up. You got yeah. a thing coming up. So at the so. time this airs, it'll be coming out this Saturday.
2: Yes. So, so this coming
1: Saturday, right.
2: the 22nd. The 22nd. Um, I'm recording my first like actual... So I did an album last year just to like sell hand copies and like make some money off of, to raise money for this album. This is my first official album. It's going on iTunes. Um, it's going to be at Elbow Room, July 22nd. The doors open at 6.30. The show starts right at 7, because um, at 8, they have some musicians coming in after me. But it's going to be downstairs at Elbow Room here, and... It's going to be a good time. It's $10. You can either buy tickets online or at the door. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fun. Um, It's going to be a party. And you're excited? I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mostly because, like, afterward, I'm taking kind of, like, a little break. And I'm just going to, like, write for a while. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So this album's going to be, like what's out there and it's also um, my content also streams on an app called Laughly app laugh dot It's I think basically, I've heard of that yeah it's Pandora just for comedy That's so you can awesome. like, set up channels and stuff so I have some stuff on there and I'm gonna put my album on there as well um yeah, so it's going to be a good time. It's going to be very, like, professional.
0: That's sounds yeah. cool. Yeah,
2: and then I'm and trying to – you can get tickets at the
0: – for people to get tickets, you can get them at the Elbow Rooms yep. website? Yep, okay. you can get
2: them on the Elbow Rooms website or you can get them at the door, too, if you just, like, want to come and, and show up. I'm not sure if it's 21 plus yet. I forgot to ask about that, and somebody asked me yesterday, and I have no idea. Um, but, yeah, bring your kids, bring your <laughs> friends, bring your wife, bring your husband.
1: All that stuff. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Awesome. Anything else so cool. you got going on?
2: Um, yeah, and then after that I'm doing an hour long show in uh, Northwest Arkansas, so if you're listening to this from the South, it's called Wasted Potential yeah um, and it's just like a memoir, stand up show storytelling Bonanza um and then, yeah, that's it. take my class at second city. yes, <laughs> that's right if yes. you want to, you don't have to. I know it's for people with anxiety, so relax, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not mad at you um <laughs> Yeah, and then my class is performing in August. My current class. Oh, fantastic. Um, so, nice. August uh, 60. Don't quote me on that. I don't know.
1: In so, August, it's going to it's
2: going to be in August. Yeah. And
0: and where can people find you currently online? Cuz ah, I know it's limited. Yeah.
2: Uh, sydney davis Jr., Jr. Dot com. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I have all those things. I just like don't update as often as I used to. I still check them every now and then. I still have the Messenger app, so if you contact me through Messenger, I can still hit out at you. Is that what they say? I don't know. <laughs> you, you can find me on Hotmail. Just uh, kidding. No, you can't. Hotmail.
1: Those were the days of nastiness. Yeah. Uh, Justin, you got anything to promote? Uh, I feel like I do. I can't remember.
2: Now. That's how I am. I'm like, man, I know I do. Yeah.
1: Oh, nice job. Shit. After you guys are done checking out Sydney's show, come on over to the... no oh, Jesus, they know it's a playground theater to catch <laughs> uh, my team, Recess, playing at the playground at 9 o'clock. Uh, for some improv some, some juicy improv Is it like
2: every Saturday? Or? It's
1: uh, twice a month Nice So we usually do Fridays and Saturdays uh, July 22nd At 9 o'clock At the Playground Theater Oh
2: wow You weren't kidding Right after
1: Right after Doggone. $10 for tickets Come on by And see some uh, some fun improv Yeah
0: oh, I'll promote The Lucci Show When this airs Because I helped with that So when That's this true. airs uh, Tomorrow night uh, Friday the 21st will be the last night to see this. So yeah. go to Second City in the DeMont Theater. Um, the Chris and Matt Show. The Chris and Matt Show. Really? It's uh, live comedy uh, interspersed with video, comedy sketches, and some... It's kind of like the Chappelle Show meets like, Key and Peele, but with white people. Yeah. So it's funny, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, so it's funny. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm just Take kidding. That I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Fired. I walked. am just kidding. I walked right into that one. <laughs> I couldn't let that go. I was nice. just like, it was so damn perfect. it.
1: Justin hates Chappelle show.
2: <laughs> Justin hates black people. <laughs> is why we need to clean. them.
1: <laughs> Guys, enter. Ah, oh, uh, we, we <laughs> were so
2: close to making it out of this. <laughs> the apartment six oh six podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right
0: to Apartment 606. Yeah, if
2: you're mad about what just happened, come to Apartment 606. I'd like
0: to real happened. quick just say I do not hate black people or <laughs> anything like that.
2: Or live in Apartment 606. <laughs> Use promotional code sweep to get $3 Squeak. off tickets.
0: But the, seriously, the- go see Chris and Matt's show. It's a great show. Also, go watch old Chappelle shows because they're very deal. funny. Yes. <laughs>
1: and Key and Peele fantastic I love them yes. just really funny stuff
0: can we just move on any, anyone else you want to promote
1: Justin any other you know black shows you'd like to promote Blackish is just hysterical the writing
0: on honestly the writing on it has no, surpassed really Modern Family at this point
2: for the rest of the week on Facebook he's gonna be like here's another Key and Peele clip that I love
1: <laughs> I love February it's a great month it's a proud month
2: Martin Luther King was a good man <laughs> Yeah. Boo, white people. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> We're the worst.
1: <laughs> Sydney, thank you so much for being here. This has been wonderful. Uh, you. you. guys can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for our page there. We're also on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin also exists on the internet. You can
0: find me online at justinstrandland.com, on Twitter Woo. and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. Woo. It's the fun way of spelling it. <laughs> Uh, while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us, review us. Uh, we love seeing your reviews. Um, we haven't checked recently. So. <laughs> oh, but no. when we do, if we see your review, we're going to love we it. We get excited. We get very excited. So it just takes a minute or two to do it. And we we would really appreciate to hear what you think about it. Um, also, 2East8th.com slash podcast or 2East8th.com slash ever are both the podcasts that I host. You're listening to one of them. On the other one, you can be listening to it if you go to that website. You might
1: say, currently, you're listening to 50% you of know, the podcast <laughs> that I do. That's right, yes. There you go. Yeah, One out of two, if you will. One out of two, yeah. That's a good fraction. He's
2: just going to like edit you out of this and make it an episode <laughs> of his other podcast. And so it sounds like I was just like a guest on his other podcast. There
0: you go. Right. R- randomly just put non-sequitur clips of Milos just, just in there. They're yeah. just going, bar, <laughs>
1: alcohol, <laughs> to make sure that it fits with the, exactly, with the program. Exactly, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Well, Sydney, thanks again for thank being here. Thank you for having me. Justin, thank you for being here. Doug, thank you for being here. Sydney, thank listeners. you for coming. Thank yes. you, everybody. Listeners, thank you for listening, and uh, we'll check you out next week. We love you. Take care. Goodbye forever, potentially. Mind Gap Podcast.